Do you have a high schooler that you need to help them figure out how to pay for college? Well, this episode is for you. More than that, do you have particular skills based on your expertise, from your job, from your own passion that you want to figure out what are various ways I can package that to reach more people and to take advantage of all that God has given me? Well, this episode is for you. No matter which two of these groups you fall into, you're going to enjoy this one. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have it? Because tax is that easy to It brings in itself and then opens. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want you to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hunt. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Listen, we keep uh, bringing you some good content, great guests, and this week it is no different. I can't wait to present to you our guest for today. Before I do that, there are a few things that you know you have to do. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, because if you're watching this right now, it's on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe as well. You want to make sure when these episodes come out, you don't forget about them, but they come right to you. And be a good friend. Share this with someone else who you know has a ministry, has a way that they serve others, and they need to increase their income and their impact. Share it with them. All right, so let me give you, let me set this up. I have been on tour going out to churches, helping people to take their ministry and move it out into the marketplace. And earlier in the month of January in Savannah, had the opportunity to meet this dynamic young man who shared with me some of what he was doing. And, I, and we talked and we decided we had to share this with our podcast guests. So without any further ado, I want to present to some and introduce to others, Chris Corinthian. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Man, thanks for having me, man. I've been looking forward to this moment. So it's an honor to be invited on your platform and I'm just thankful and grateful. So I'm excited. That's all I got to say. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, man. And you, as you can see, his handle is the Fin Lit Guy. So we're going to be talking about money. But we're going to be talking about money in a way that you want to learn this if you have a younger person, but also learn how this, the principles we talk about, can apply to what you have going on. So, Chris, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of your bio, but I want you to tell us more about yourself. So, Chris has worked for over 18 years in higher education in the areas of financial aid and financial literacy. And after working with thousands of students, he realized that there were specific steps that students did to receive multiple scholarships and graduate debt-free. Listen, listen, everybody who got a student loan has been walking around with you for years like a pet. This is the guy we should have had all of years ago. Chris, <laughs> listen, be, you, there's so much more on your bio, but here's my simple question. Who is Chris Corinthian? Absolutely. I'm a, a Florida-born, Georgia-raised uh, guy that just loves people and uh, loves God. So I'm just grateful to be here for this opportunity to just share the knowledge and experiences that I've had to share with you and for those. I wish I had me when I was in college, oh, right? you talking about, man, I wish I had you. Brother. I wish I had me. <laughs> listen, yeah. me. listen, the government need to hire you and send you all around. But um, <laughs> so... So, Chris, I know and, and, and we want to make sure we give a shout out. He's a, a husband and a father. I think it's two boys. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. CJ and, and DJ. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to them and uh, shout out to the great people in Savannah who I had a chance to meet and just some great folks. So 
And that was a great afternoon, by the way. Just listen, oh, make sure yeah, I say yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Amazing. It was amazing. Like, I think we planned for 20. 20, and yeah. then it was 60. a pack, stand, literally standing yeah. room. It literally, literally. literally and it, what it shows is the podcast and that day shows that there are people who uh, God has been stirring something inside of them and they're just saying, man, I want to do something more with this. And so it exci- it's exciting for me to see that and uh, and just to see that you'd already been doing it. So thank you for being evidence for people that day. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I was just glad to be a part, be in the building. I yeah. said, no matter what, I have to be there. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool, absolutely. Man. But a little bit about my background. Uh, like you said, I had over 18 years in financial aid, financial literacy experience. And um, prior to that, as a matter of fact, when I first got into um, so I got into higher ed and then I kind of went a different path and I was a project analyst for, you know, um, supply chain and got into the aerospace industry for a little bit. Um, but that was during the recession. And so the day after my son was born, when my firstborn, the greatest day of my life up to that point, I was like, wow, um, my supervisor called me and she said, congratulations, Chris, on your new baby boy, but I'm sorry, we got to let you go. No, not on that day. <sighs> I mean, because, you know, first child, emotions are up and down all over the place. And they were like, I'm sorry, Chris. Um, best of luck to you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And 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 then it wasn't just me. They had to lay off 1,200 people from the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were people that were just like, this is all I know how to do in tears. People that were looking to retire in the next five mm-hmm. to 10 years and, and that devastating them. And then <laughs> make matters worse. So... Two months after that, you know, I was staying in an apartment building at the time and a girl across the street, she must have gone out and did whatever, but she left the stove on. Long story short, the whole apartment building burned down to the ground. And guess who didn't have renter's insurance? Wow. Hmm. Me. I didn't pay the extra $12 to $15 because it was You're like, yeah, what's going to like, happen? Like, I'm responsible, but yeah. because of other people being irresponsible, it could still affect you. Um, and so I didn't have any money. All the money that we had, we were just spending on baby clothes and just, you know, I was like, okay, you know, prior to me getting laid off. So our savings were depleted. Um, we lost everything in apartment fire. Red Cross had to literally give us $250 gift cards so we can get clothes from Walmart. And so, you know, I was in my twenties at the time and it's like, okay, I was getting close to six figures, you know, which was double what I was getting before at the previous job. So I was like, mm-hmm. we're taking trips and spending money. And so my, my personal finance habits was all out of whack. I was like, you know, just because you make a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean you have good personal finance habits, right? right? Um, and so it's all about the strategies that you use, no matter how much you make, that actually generates wealth. And we'll probably get into some of that in a little bit. But um, but fast forward, ended up finding a job doing financial aid um, and I ended up getting the job. And then over time, I saw that there were a lot of students who were either dropping out of school because they maxed out on their loans and then they didn't do well in class. They maxed out and they have this big student loan debt. And there were also other students who were going without taking out any loans. So they were getting scholarships, like back to back scholarships. So much is so so that when their refund check hits. Right. Not from student loans, because there were some people that maxed out on loans just to get a check. But there were people that were getting scholarships, an abundance of scholarships and getting 10, 20, up to thirty thousand dollars. As a matter of fact, one of the students I was working with this year his refund check after all of his expenses were paid was $37,000. So he had that much more over in scholarships that he could use for his next year. He was a freshman. He's a freshman. So he can put that toward his sophomore and even junior, possibly even his senior year, just from that one 
fall semester refund. So he has another refund that's coming this semester um, in spring. So just imagine that, being able to have that much and resources so that you're not stressed about the next upcoming years that you can apply to your educational expenses um, and all these other things. But there, I was only limited to the people that I was working at at the university, but then there were people from all over that would inbox me or message me like, hey, Chris, don't you work in financial aid? Don't you work in college? And I would actually help them. And then there was a light bulb that went off one day. It's just like, man, there's so many more people yeah. that need to hear my message, right? Like I have the knowledge and, and skill set that I can help so many more people. And that's what kind of took me on this trajectory to be able to help so many other people versus the people that were in my close proximity. Chris, I got to stop you because, okay, so for those who are watching this, some of you may know my story. I have three college students. My wife and I, we have three college students. We have a freshman, a sophomore, and a junior. And so you're going to talk to me, and I'm going to take notes, and y'all can overhear this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to give everything, everything. I'm not holding anything back. You talk about refunds, brother? Look, yes, this is... Folks, if you if you got a family member who got a child in college or in high school preparing, tell them tap in and come listen to this episode. Yes, yes. Take notes. I'm not <laughs> holding anything back. All right. I'm not holding anything back. I'm going to give you no fluff, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, we're going to get to it. But, Chris, I'm, it's interesting. You, you said your personal financial habits weren't good ones. You were making good money, mm -hmm. but your personal financial habits weren't good ones. What helped you to shift that? I'm curious about that. So, um, because I had the money, I was just like, oh, okay. Well, so one thing I was getting paid weekly. So I went from getting paid a, once a month to weekly. And if you, so you start getting that money, it's just like, yeah. okay, well, I could just spend it all. I'll, yeah, I'll get, get it I'll in get less it. than a week. Yeah. Right. But then I was finding out that my savings were depleted. I didn't know anything about an emergency fund. And mm -hmm. just for those that don't know what an emergency fund is, it's at least six months to a year. Um, preferably of all of your monthly expenses. So whatever your expenses are throughout the month, you take that number and multiply it times six or multiply it times 12, better yet. And then that's going to be what you need in an emergency fund. So in the instance, an emergency happens or car breaks down or medical expenses, something unforeseen that's not in your fixed monthly um, budget, right? Then you'll have that to be able to take care of. And you don't have to put it on a credit card or anything else. This is just cash you have on reserve to be able to take care of those emergencies, right? Um, but, but yeah, I didn't have any of that. And I was just spending. Uh, and then I messed up and got a credit card. And then in between those times when I was depleting the cash where there was more month at the end of the money, then I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and put it on a credit card. And then I didn't even understand. The only thing I knew about credit cards was like, Oh, as long as you pay your bill on time, right? Pay the, pay minimum. the monthly minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your credit score will be good. But then there are four other components of your credit score that I didn't even know about that actually factored into your credit profile. Um, and so my credit score would never go up. And I'm just like, why not? You know? Um, but but that that's just another sidebar. But that's that's really um some of the challenges, I guess you could say, that I have when it came to my personal finances and not having a clue. Um, and then Fast forward, I started trying to undo or just study, okay, something's got to change. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot who said it, but there's a quote. If you want things in your life to change, you're going to have to change the things in your life. Mm. And so I had to realize, I just had to look myself in the mirror and realize, hey, Chris, like, you're going to have to change the things in your life if you want the things in your life to change. And so once I did that, I just had to roll up my sleeves and really get disciplined enough and uh, delay gratification. I think one of the biggest problems or challenges that people have when it comes to 
um, not really taking responsibility. I mean, that might be a little blunt, right? But mm-hmm. not taking responsibility when it comes to their finances is because number one, if you're in a position where you're always getting paid or you might That's be right. getting a high amount, then it's just like, well, I'm getting paid more than most of my peers or most of the people in America, right? Where you look at the average medium uh, salary or um, household income, right? But if you're getting paid more than that, then you're like, well, I'll just make more next month or next mm-hmm. paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you never really have to face the holes in the bucket, so to speak. But then once you do, no matter how much or how little you're making, and that's all relative, right? Um, But no matter how much you're making, once you start to look at, you know, your total personal finance profile, then it'll help you learn where you're actually going to go. Because unfortunately, you know, you hear talk about a lot of experts talking about like social security is not going to be there in the next however many years and all these things, you know, like people don't even use the word pension anymore. Like right. like millennials right. and younger, they, they don't even know what that yeah. is, right? Yeah, you got to invest to retire. You got to. Exactly. And so when you learn some of those building blocks and the foundation pieces right there, then it helps set you up for success. And especially for those that are like in college age or any age, really, if you're an adult, there's some people that are adults that don't know this information. And so that's just why I've just been on a mission just to help spread number one, personal finance strategies. uh, And number two, showing students how they can go to school for free without student loan debt because that's one of the biggest deficits and one of the biggest burdens it's like you're out in the real world but now you have this thing weighing you down on your back that's just you know setting you up for (laughs) so many other challenges you know and i feel like you're people who aren't pursuing the dreams that they have the things that they really want to do because they have to get a job because they have to pay back these loans and it just seems so daunting and i can't i can't do anything i can't you know move on move on even if god tells you to do something because you're tied down to so much debt and so this is such a critical and important issue and what i love about what you said is you learned this this information and you started to go back and return to teach mm-hmm. others like it's not enough from just me to for me to just know this info i have to help others i have to help others with your personal finances but then especially now zero in on these college students so you and I talked about this at uh, when we were in Savannah. You said you were looking in one direction in terms of who you were going to serve as you thought about starting a business. Mm-hmm. So kind of tell us really the genesis of the business. You kind of gave us a hint on that. But really how you got to narrow that focus down to now like high school parents and mm-hmm. um, avoiding. Like, how did you make those decisions? Right. So initially my focus was. I was only going to do my marketing towards students, right? To college students. So I wrote mm-hmm. a book that in financial literacy one-on-one for college students, but I'm like, I can start earlier than that to prepare people or prepare the students for college, right? But then as a business model, most high schoolers and college students, I know they ain't got no money, right? They broke. <laughs> they, they broke. Like if they yeah. remember back in the day, it would be like, oh, we got some ramen noodles. Like we cooking yeah. with something, right? Yep. Um, would save us many nights. But I realized that something was off. Those are the people I want to serve, but they don't have the resources or the capital to help me grow a sustainable business or scale it nonetheless. So I said, okay, well, who has the money where I can still stay with this focus and get the result? But and then I said, okay, well, we have parents. The parents have the money, right? But even still, I had to narrow it down some more. So there's this red ocean, blue ocean, and I had to re- realize that, okay, in the red ocean, meaning like, <laughs> you go into yeah, the ocean, you got all the sharks that are just attacking each other, right? Like back in the day, like long, like 50 plus years ago, you know, there were just three main industries. You had health, 
wealth and relation and relationships, right? And then you might have had a few key people that were in those, but then more sharks started entering into those waters, and then it started becoming a red ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you had to sub niche and get more focused. And now even today, it's just like you want to get more and more sub focused. I just finished reading a book. It's called a uh, key person, key person of influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by Daniel Priestley, and then he really talks about how you can become that key person of influence within your niche. You know so that you can be the world expert in your specific area. Right. And some people think that is counterproductive because they're just like, well, if I'm too focused, yeah, then no I'm yeah. not going to be able to sell or get any customers. Yeah. No, on the contrary, if you're super laser focused and anybody's bringing you up in one or two sentences, they know exactly who what you are the is. person for this. You are the person. There's no yeah. other, there's no other competition. There's no competition. You're, yeah. You're the best person because, and then you're going to focus in so much on that thing. And so I focused on the parents and then I said, okay, well, if I'm focusing on parents of current college students, that's good. But sometimes when the kids get to college and they're grown, they're like, hey, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. good. I like, doing, I'm, I'm doing out of the house. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 leave, yeah. leave me alone, right? You're not going to make me do this thing, right. right? Like, I'll get to it when I get to it, out of respect because you're my parent, right? Yeah. Or, like, if they're starting around middle school or ninth grade, like, the ninth grade parents are like, yeah, this is important. But it's not like it's keeping I got time. up at night. Yeah, it's I got not time. like, yeah, I got time. Like, it's not like I have other life stuff I need to take care of. But the parents of high school seniors, the parents of high school seniors, they're like, school is starting in less than a year. Yeah. I don't have the money. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And so their natural thought is just like, well, we'll save up what we can, put away what we can, and then the rest will be in student loans. And then apply for some scholarships here and there. And then usually that ends up being five to 10 scholarships at the most. I mean, that's a, that's a high number at the most, but you have to do so much more in that. We'll get through the framework and the, and the, and the system and the steps on exactly how to do it and exactly how it makes it easy to get these scholarships. But um, once I realized that, then I found my, my customer avatar, if you will. I found my specific person who I'm going to contact who I'm going to be able to service at a high level, right? And because I'm servicing at a high level, I could charge a more premium pricing, right? Um, More premium price because now I have the time and resources to roll out the red carpet to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so sometimes, especially if no one's ever done this before in their business, but having a premium offer is like this people think like, I can never charge that much. I've never, I've, <laughs> you know, I've never charged that much before. Like, how could I possibly do that? But then the thing is, most people equate quality to the most expensive a lot. That's They're right. like, okay, right. if it's just, you know. You think about I, this, Chris. If, if you're the best, people don't expect you to be the cheapest. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Because it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to roll out the red carpet. Okay, well, how much is it going to cost me? It's only going to cost you $25. Yeah, you're like, what? Yeah. Okay, you're probably not. They know what your offer is, but they're already canceling you out because it's just like, nah, that that ain't it. Like, what I'm looking for is probably going to cost much more than that, right? And then the thing is, it's not about the price. It's about the value that you're offering. So if what you're giving them is $10, 50, 100 times more in value, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the opportunity cost, you know, with the time saving cost, because really people are paying for the shortcut. So it's like, if you can give them a clear path to that destination that they're going right. through, going to, they're like, I'll pay you whatever, because the value to them is worth more than the money in their pocket. That's right. So they're That's just right. like, if the value is worth more than the money in my pocket, I'm going to pay it. For example, like you have, you have a, 
a mansion, right? 20,000 20, square foot mansion, right? And then somebody, cause so let's say this, right? You have your program and your program is $10,000, right? And then people are just like, $10,000, that's a lot of money, right? Is it though? Because what's what if you go to this, you know, twenty twenty thousand square foot mansion, right? And you said the price for this twenty thousand square foot mansion is only ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. People are lining up. That's nothing. Yeah, they had the courthouse. Nothing now. Whenever it's uh, on foreclosure, they're there on that courthouse step. Yep. Exactly. So the only difference is is the perceived value of the Mm -hmm. mansion versus whatever they don't know about your offer. So then that's when you tell them the story and then you actually connect their pain points, their dreams and everything that they want as far as their destination or result. And then you just tie it to that. And then once they see that, it's like, man, this, you're only charging what, you know what I mean? And then they're just like, and then when you add in guarantees and all this other stuff, then it just, it just makes it a no brainer. And then the people that, you know, this is like, um, people that was it people that pay, pay attention, pay attention. That's that's it. You get people that pay, pay everybody wins because they get better results, which is really what people want. Like people don't want to pay less and not get results. They'd rather pay more. Mm-hmm. And see the transformation that they've been wanting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. So that's that's kind of um. That's so good. How I figured out who my customer avatar is because I had to actually revamp and change my whole business model just from that because I was targeting it more in general, but I had to just I had to do my whole coaching program all over again from scratch. And so like the people that are in my program actually we're going through live as i was building it because some people are just like all right let me build everything out first but yep. then you yep. know then then you get something that you think is going to be valuable right. to the people that's right and it's just like i don't want this but as you're building it you're building it with them then they have buy-in and then it's not something that you want but something that your customers your clients want which Absolutely. is really what you need to be doing in the first place you build with and not for you build that's with right. the customer that you have in mind chris is so many oh man Listen, <laughs> we we haven't right? even got to the college stuff yet. <laughs> Listen, like, let's just say this one big tip that you're giving us here: you gotta have a target. And if I keep, it is a drum I want to beat. To just you gotta have a target. I know a lot of us. This is the monetizing ministry podcast. We have a heart for serving people. And anytime we think about, well, if I do that, and I decide I'm going to serve parents of high schoolers. What about the people and what about the folks who are trying to get ready for retirement? And what about this? Mm-hmm. And we keep doing that and keep trying to fit everyone in to the point where that no one is happy. Right. Because it's not focused enough. And so, look, folks, if you really want to serve people, pick a target and get really good at that target. Just get really focused on that target. So, yeah, one of my mentors, he said, there's a like one of the biggest differences. So you have, let's say, um, you have somebody that is real specialized in open heart surgery, right? 90 to 99% of the time, the person that specializes in open heart surgery is making much more than a person, general practitioner. That's right. 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 So why is that? Why would people be willing to pay that much more for somebody that specializes, right? It's because of that very fact, right? For same, like let's say that you go, to, you have some EMS, like emergency response, right? And so let's yeah. just say you go to a facility and they're like, "Oh, we do everything. We do, we do um, <laughs> medical, we do fires, and we protect yeah. you as yeah. law enforcement, right? Yeah, we, we do, do dental, we, we do, do it all. Hair, there's a hairdresser in the back, you know? Yeah, we do all of it. And they're like, "No, I'm, 
you kind of all over the place. Let me just focus. Let me look for somebody that's yeah. an expert on that one specific yeah. thing. Yeah, that's so good. Listen, folks, you you, you got to, and, and then don't be afraid just even in that process to, to, to hear what your customers are saying and even pivot. All right, Chris, we're going we're gonna to get these people. Yeah, to, yeah let's, let's get, get them right. <laughs> and, and I'll set it up this way. I've had three kids go to college, and we probably didn't do as much for my son, but for my first, da- my first daughter, we started the essay process. She had some good stuff on her resume, and it really didn't, it didn't work out. My youngest, we didn't even try because we just felt like, man, it just doesn't work, even though there were people that I, I knew about. But there's stuff, as I listened to, to your content, I was like, I didn't know that. So- Talk to us. There's a high school parent on here and maybe a college parent, and they want to know what's the best strategy to go about setting their child up and themselves up so to, so this college journey can be debt-free. Okay. All right. Perfect. So let's start with the low-hanging fruit, and let's start with high schoolers, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's two specific things that high schoolers can do. Number one, Contact your um, school counselor. Your school counselor is always inundated with so many different scholarships and opportunities locally and nationally, because there are some local scholarships that organizations around the community and businesses will just come to the high school because they want to service the local high school students. Right. So they'll stop by the counselor's office and say, hey, we have this scholarship for your students. So if you have a relationship, um, uh, if your student, if your child has a relationship with their counselor and they're and it's not so it's not what you know or who you know, but who knows you. Right. Because you mm. can know everything, you know, everybody in the world. But if they don't know you, then you're you really, you, you know, what I'm saying? yeah, 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 yeah. And if your counselor knows you by name, knows everything about you, they can say, oh, this scholarship is perfect for you know what I mean? And they're always building that relationship. So that's number one. Number two. You could do dual enrollment. So there are many institutions Mm -hmm. where you can set up Mm -hmm. to where you're getting college courses or college credit while you're still in high school. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's free. Okay. Now I'm a witness to that. So yes, it's free. So that's why you're like, well, how's this child? How's this uh, young person going into college as a junior? And they're only 16 years old. Well, they were taking college courses while they were still in high school. That's right. Okay. And that's free. And then so that's one way that you can actually do it. Um, now, there's there's an interesting because there's some technical colleges, right? Te- te- vo- te- vocational technical schools. Um, I used to work at one and there was this. Um, so, for example, in the state of Georgia at the time, right, because I'm not at the technical school anymore, but they have this thing called the Hope Scholarship, Georgia Hope Scholarship um, for those that have a GPA of a 3.0 or higher, right? B average or higher. And many states have like um, mm-hmm, a scholarship mm-hmm. program yeah. with their state. But then there was this other thing, which wasn't necessarily GPA based. All you had to do was be a Georgia resident and you can get access to the Georgia grant, Georgia Hope grant. Now the Georgia Hope grant couldn't go towards associate or degree programs or bachelor's degree programs. It could only go for diplomas and certificates. Here's one thing that was like a little loophole, right? And I don't even know if they're still doing it, but they created, so the technical college I worked at created a certificate, right? Because the whole grant pays for a certificate and the only thing you had to do would be a Georgia resident, any age, right? Um, and you can get a certificate and on that certificate were degree college courses. So it had your English 1101, your mm-hmm. college algebra, you know, your basic core classes. So that way you could just be a Georgia resident, get the whole grant, take the certificate and have a lot of your core classes out the way. And I was like, wow. So you didn't even have to, you know, because the thing is with the Georgia Hope Scholarship, you had to have graduated from a Georgia high school and it had to be within a certain amount of time. And then even 
if you're going into school, you can still earn the state scholarship while you're in there. Right. But anyway, so got school counselor, and then you want to um, another thing. There's yeah. this thing called Raise Me. Raise Me is for high school students. So if you're a part of, let's say, the track team, or you're getting certain grade in a course, right? Like Spanish, you're getting an A. Is, is this there, a Georgia thing, or is this like national? This is national, national. Yeah, yeah, this is national. So going back to national, Raise Me. Chris, raise. Chris, I'm just mad that I didn't talk to you three years ago. Because you just <laughs> said getting certain grades and on the track team, and that's my kids. So go ahead. Keep going. See, so yeah, so Raise Me. So a matter of fact, if you uh, if you Google this uh, article, it's just... Uh, just type in raise me $80,000. One student, high school student, just from raise me scholarship platform, because you're getting these micro scholarship commitments from all these different schools, just for doing stuff you're already doing, they're going to give you scholarships. So we're not even talking about the essays and all this other stuff, just for being a part of certain activities and getting certain grades and courses, then colleges are going to be throwing scholarships at you. And one student, they did the article on CNN money, and uh, she ended up getting $80,000 in scholarships just from raise me alone um and i think her name's abby i think i mentioned her in my book but yeah it's abby and so uh that's so this is just high school right this is just specific high school so now we can go into but, but, the framework but stay, there, stay there right there for a second yeah. now i think this is important for me that when we talk about your ministry as i listen to you chris i don't know your, your spiritual gifts and stuff but man god has put you on earth to help people <laughs> like this because I think about myself and I know there's someone watching this who resonates with this and maybe your child is in high school and you, and you, you're almost like upset. Why is no one telling us this? And the reason why you're watching this podcast now and listening to this now is because this is Chris's ministry that he is now allowing an opportunity for you to get what you need. So thank you. And uh, take us back a little bit now, even like with, with high school, just to make sure we're not missing any loopholes. What about those essays? Cause we did the yeah, essay. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into that. Yeah, okay, we're going to get into that. Because that, that, college students could still do the essay okay, framework good, and everything, good, too. So, so this is going to apply for high school and college, right? Good. And so when you're going to – okay, so even going back to the low-hanging fruit. So you have your local businesses, your local organizations. You have all of these uh, different um, – local scholarships that you have right and so what you want to do you can check with your local chamber of commerce you can check with and you could just google okay and just look at local scholarships all right because there's so many scholarships if you if you look up this article forbes did this article a few years ago and it said there's over 100 million dollars of unclaimed scholarships each year each year over 100 million. So it's not that students are applying for these scholarships and getting denied. No, there's $100 million sitting on the table each year that nobody's applying for. So with that being said, that increases your chances of yeah. getting the money because yeah. if you're the least qualified person for that scholarship, but you're the only one that applied for it, yeah. you just became the best and the yeah. most qualified. Yeah. And you get the scholarship. Like one, student, one of my students, she applied for a scholarship with a law firm. And she's a she's a biology major. And guess who got that scholarship? She did. Because she was the only one that applied for it. And so. So, yeah. So here goes the framework. What you want to do is you want to find out the school you want to go to. Okay. once you figure that out, because most students, they'll apply for school. Parents will help them apply for school. And then they get there to the bill and they'll be like, well, how much is this? I didn't know how much it was going to cost. Like, it costs how much? Right. So the first thing you need to do is just type in the school. 
go to Google, type in the name of the school, tuition and fees, and it'll take you to that university or that institution's tuition and fees page. It'll take you right to it. And then it's going to show you how much it costs per year. It's going to usually show two different costs, just for the tuition and fees, and then for everything else, tuition and fees plus room and board. So your room is how much your housing is and your board, how much your meals are. So all of that's together in one lump sum. And then some people, this is their first time going through this. You don't have to pay for all four years up front. You just have to pay semester by semester. Okay. So you, you get them out for the year, you yeah, do, yeah. but but you pay per semester at the beginning. Right. And then you just kind of renew those scholarships and everything like that. But once you figure out how much it is it costs, let's say it costs you $30,000 a year, right? Then you want to apply for 10 times the amount in scholarship. Yeah, I heard you say that. Yeah. 10 times the amount. So 300,000. All right. Cause there's some people out here applying for scholarships for 30,000. They might apply for, you know, 15, $20,000 worth of scholarships. Yeah. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get what you yeah. need because yeah, the yeah. goal is to get more than you need. Right. Yeah. And then there's a backup plan. Like even aside from the scholarships, you don't get enough in scholarships. You got a backup plan. So we, we, we get to that in a second, but 10 times the amount. So you apply for $300,000 in scholarships. So out of a hundred people, right. That means 90 of them could tell you no and then get, you get denied, but only 10% of them say yes. And just with those numbers right there, you still have a hundred percent in scholarships, $300,000, $290,000, Right. Or 270, right? $270,000 worth of them say no, but 30,000 of them say yes. Yeah, yeah. Now you got everything you need. And that's just one part. The other part is every student that has received scholarships they've applied, that I've worked with over the last almost 20 years, have applied for at least 100 scholarships. 100. 100 scholarships. 100. 100 is a number. 100 is a minimum. And you're like, how do I do that? Okay, so I'm going to tell you, and this is kind of how we segue into the essays, right? So you don't have to write 100 different essays. You only need five essays. You tell us, tell us, five. Chris. Come on, Chris. I'm going to tell you the five essays <laughs> that you need. Once you have these five essays, you just put them in the cloud, put them in Google Drive, and put them in a folder, right? So your number one essay, or not in a specific order, but essay number one is your rags to riches essay. So this is the one you're probably going to use the bulk of it. You'll probably use the most. But your rags to riches essay, and I just call it rags to riches because it tells a story of something that you went through, either an experience or something that you've gone through life or something that people were counting you out, right? They're just Hold saying on, you're never going to I want to make it. sure people, y'all taking notes, right? Because I am. Like, y'all <laughs> don't just be watching this. list. Make sure you pause on this thing and taking notes. Rags yeah, to riches. Rags to riches. So you you talk about the rags part, but you don't dwell on that. That's only maybe 10% of it because most of it has to dwell on your resilience, your bounce back, which goes into your riches part. Okay. I had this situation or I went through this, but it didn't stop me or it didn't define me or it didn't, you know, keep me from reaching my dreams or going after my dreams. And then the riches part is like, despite that, I've been able to do this. 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 And I'm, this is what I'm looking forward to. So now it's telling a story of, ooh, okay, um, I went through this, but then that didn't stop me, right? So that's your rags to riches. Number one is your, number two is your impact slash leadership essay. Your impact slash leadership. This is actually going to talk about the type of impact that you're, you're having, the impact that you plan on making, either on a certain group, certain individuals, or, uh, um, or impact just in the world in general, or you've shown leadership. How are you giving back? How are you giving back to your community? How Because a lot of the scholarships, they themselves are 
giving, right? Yeah, so yeah. when you have somebody that's paying it forward, so to speak, as a student, they're just like, okay, we believe in that. Look, yeah, they're not even trying to take yeah. it for selfish gain or selfish reasons. They're just going to try to take it and then do more good, just like we're doing good by giving away money for to help students with education. They're going to pay it forward in their own way by showing that impact and then or how they've been on a leader on a team or in school or at church or anywhere. Like they're showing different leadership. Or even if it's not that, let's say they've been a leader in the home. Let's just say, okay, I had a single parent home my mother was working xyz so i was the oldest sibling and then i was able to organize how the family did things so i would help them with their homework i would do this boom 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 so it's just like you don't even have to be a part of an official organization but when you could tell the story you probably heard it before facts tell story sell facts mm-hmm. tell and story sell and see these are real people there's a reason why like they might watch their binge watch their favorite show or watch their favorite movie is because of the emotional connection they're getting through the story and so if it's reading like a English paper essay for class, then you're probably not going to win. But if it's telling the story and it's bringing in the emotions and it's just like they can resonate. The scholarship committee who are real people can resonate with their story. And sometimes they can even see themselves in your story. Yeah. So when you could be able to do that and connect and it's just like, wow, I see that. So number three is your what will you do with the money essay? That's a long title. But what will you do with the money essay? So then this gets people to thinking, oh, wow. I actually haven't thought about what I'm going to do. The only thing I'm doing is paying for school. What, like, what else? What am I going to do? But yeah, we want to be more specific, okay? Like, with this, with this scholarship, now I'm going to be able to afford my full cost of tuition without going into massive amounts of student loan debt, right? So then it's just like, you know, you're kind of saying, I don't have the money, but now you're helping me prevent another thing was massive student loan debt, right? Or I have enough for tuition and fees, but now I won't have to go try to sleep on a friend's couch just to be able to pursue my dream to be able to stay in school, yeah, yeah. you know? But now I'll have enough for housing with this contribution, and I'm so grateful for you to be able to give scholarship awards to students like me. Right. So now you're just like, oh, students like me. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Doing, yeah we are doing stuff for students like yeah, you. Yeah. Right? They want to pat themselves on the back. Yeah, too. Like, yeah we did good here. Right. Yeah. And so that's uh, you know, that's what we do with the money. Then the next one is called your career slash major essay. What do you plan on doing in life? Why are you getting into this major? What kind of career are you getting into? Why are you getting into this career? And this kind of ties into impact. Why? What kind of impact are you going to make in that industry? in that field, right? And then now you can really paint the picture. This is why I'm getting into this. This is what I plan on doing. This is the impact that I plan on making into there, right? And then the last one is called your wildcard essay. Wildcard essay is usually some type of um, common trending topic, right? Um, Years ago, it could have been like a lot of prompts were asking, you know, how has the pandemic Mm -hmm. changed how everything is? How is, you know, being virtual now how is that going to change everything that's done in the world or in your industry or whatever um you know and then it was a recession you know how's the recession being affecting xyz now a common topic is ai like how's artificial intelligence going to change the world or what is your take on artificial intelligence right and then you know so i know those are a few but as long as you have like one wildcard essay that you're always ready to have ready to go then these are just like your random like maybe 10 to 15 percent of essays but most of them are going to be like your why why you why do you deserve this scholarship yeah. So when you do those, those tie into your video scholarships. I have one student, she applied for the Taco Bell Live My scholarship, and um, she pretty much combined all of those essays into one, all of them except for the wildcard essay, but the four tied them into one, and then she won $10,000. Wow. No GPA requirement, no essay, $10,000. Wow. Then she, we did we did it again, and then she won it again. 
So for four minutes worth of video, she got twenty thousand dollars. You know what's okay. I had to pause on that one. I said, yeah, yeah. Let that, one, let that one sit in. Yeah. One of the things that I'm learning through what you're saying, and this is a principle, obviously, for what we're talking about with getting scholarship money. But this applies to anyone in any kind of business. This is yes. math. This is yes. math. It's a game of math. It's and a game. It's yeah, a think about game. this. If it's I'm in business game. and I want 10 clients and I only talk to 10 people, I can't mm -hmm. get 10 clients. That's correct. And what's what's also hard, and, and I, I think I'm gonna ask you this: like, do you if I if I get discouraged at getting three no's in a row, I'll never get 10 clients. That's right. So just kind of talk to us about even with this, mm -hmm. how do I find the scholarships that I'm going to apply to now? Do yeah. I Get all the lists first, and then I yeah. start the process. Like, what do you, how do you do it? Right, right, right. So there's certain platforms. So you have Scholarship Owl, like the bird. Scholarship Owl. So you don't have to go find scholarships anymore. Scholarships are finding you, okay? You don't even have to find them. They're going to find you because now the platforms and all the softwares are so fine-tuned that they're going to find – they're going to ask you, are you left-handed? Are you vegetarian? Are you yeah. all of this? And they're going to ask you, like, a 100 different questions. You're like, why do I have to check all these things off? It's because they want to find the scholarship specific to you. So, for example, Scully. Scully was just acquired by Sally Mae for all people, right? But Scully was a scholarship platform created by a student. He was a student that created it. So Christopher Gray was a founder and parts of his junior and high school year in high school in Birmingham, he actually was homeless. Right. And he said, the only way I'm going to get out of this situation is if I go to school. So he would be up at night on his phone, like first generation iPhone. Right. Applying or he'd be in the library applying for scholarships left and right. And then he ended up getting over one point three million dollars in scholarships. And so he could go anywhere. Right. So he decided to go to Drexel University in Philly. And then he met a couple partners and he created a scholarship platform for students created by a student. And then fast forward, it did so well that he ended up going on Shark Tank and two of the investors invested in it. And then he ended up giving out helping students find over $100 million in scholarship. And then he just exited last year um, for a big payday. We don't know what that day payday was, but he just sold it to Sally um, May, which because it used to cost before. But now with um, Sally May, Scully is free now. So my Scully, just M-Y-S-C-H-O-L-L-Y, my Scully. And so you have scholarship out, my Scully. You have uh, bold, bold.org. Right. And so bold.org, they'll, they'll show you some other stuff, but you can still create a profile on that. Uh, and then you have uh, Big Futures. Big Futures is owned by College Board, you know, College Board with SAT and all that. Mm -hmm. So Big Futures. And that's another one. So there's some other ones, but those four right there, that'll give you more than enough. I know just with like scholarship, Owl, like every time I do that with a student, it's like over like two to three to four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars worth of scholarships that'll just pop up specifically for that student right. then here's the key you want to filter it by deadline mm. filter it by deadline because you're going to apply for everything you're not going to you're going to apply for everything once it gives you your list you apply for everything and here's how you do it once you have all your essays you have them in the google drive it's only going to take you 15 20 30 minutes tops a day to apply for two scholarships a day mm. Because all you're doing is copy and pasting and then just tweaking who you're sending to. And here's another cheat code. If you actually have time to go to the donor's website and then look at their about section, when your values resonate with their values and objectives, who do you think they're going to get a scholarship to? That's right. That's Man, right. they resonate right with our mission and what we're doing. You're not going to lie, but yeah. you're just going to see what things in your life or the things that you do resonate with what they're doing. Now, that's just to add it. That's just like icing on the cake. But then you just do two scholarships a day, okay? So let's say it's January 20th, right? Then by February, March 20th, 
then that's 120 scholarships that you've applied for and you haven't even batted an eye. You're like, I just applied for 120 scholarships and didn't even realize it. Then it becomes muscle memory because once you do 120 scholarships, you're not going to stop. And then you're going to increase that number, increase that flow. So if you're like, okay, 30 minutes a day out of 24 hours, I could do that. And then you're going to start getting better and quicker because you just copy and paste. You could do it from your phone because you have Google Drive on your phone. You have an laptop. You don't need a flash drive. You know, you could just go to your drive, anything with an internet connection. You can just pull over to an internet cafe and just go to Starbucks or a library and just pull up your essays from there no matter where you are. You could be in a different state and then a scholarship opportunity come through and you could just apply for it just like that. Chris, this is game. And uh, this is game. Listen, folks, I'm, we're going to tell you how to connect with Chris because you 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 there's there's more that I'm sure that that you find too and and then here's here's a question right because Chris we got about ten minutes yeah yeah we just we going <laughs> we might have to do a part two yeah yeah so, we even talked about the book and the business model I know, and, and that's all what that. I want to so, get to yeah so briefly you just gave us all this information why would you give us all this information if you have a business that is built on this information just kind of talk to us about that mindset because the the people that give the most value and are the highest paid because we're talking about business here are the people that give away their best stuff for free. See, people are paying for implementation. So it's just like, even when, when I have a webinar, cause I'm restructuring my funnel now, but when the webinar is actually going to give them all this sauce that I'm giving you, like it's going to go on the webinar and they're going to give it. And it's going to say, listen, you could take this information and go apply it and get it for free. But if you want me and my team and my coaches to actually look over your essays, give you some tweaks personally and then mm, tell you exactly mm, what to do. Right. Mm, and this is just a scholarship portion because no matter how you slice it or dice it, you're still dependent on others for scholarships. Right. But then the backup plan is I show them how to like in the back of the book, in the last chapter in my book, it's 15 passive income streams for college students. So now it's showing them how to structure different passive income streams because students will go to school, they'll do hair and cut hair mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. make all this stuff. But the thing is the more successful they are as a, self-employed person because that's what they are the less time they have for themselves the less time they have for classes and the money starts coming in they think it's good and then now they're like why do i even need to go to school so the goal is to go to school but you work hard at something setting it up and then you're paid passively over over and over again now you can still devote the time to your studies and all this other stuff like there's one it. girl on youtube because they have a youtube partner program if you have a thousand hours I mean, um, 4,000 hours watch time and 1,000 subscribers within a three-month period, then now you can, um, within a year, but in a three-month period, you post videos. You can get paid by YouTube. And you can get paid past one girl. She does a, like a dorm decorations thing. And she just says, oh, this is how I decorated my dorm. And she gets paid thousands per month, right? If you go to a website called Social Blade and look at some of your top YouTube channels that again. you watch, Social Blade, like a blade, like blade of grass or a, a blade of sword blade, go to socialblade.com. Type in any of your favorite people that you watch on YouTube. And it's not, it's, it's actually, they haven't even quantified all the numbers, but it'll show you how much they're getting paid each day just from Google AdSense, just from YouTube. Like some people heard of Mr. Beast, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he gets an average of about 9 million a month mm -hmm. just from, just from YouTube. We're not talking about Feastables, his chocolate bar. We're not talking his chocolate company. We're talking about sponsored deals. We're just talking about from traffic and views and subscriptions on YouTube. He's getting paid over 100 million a year. 
right? And yeah, and so there, there are people that have these different views. And so it's just like, if you have a certain thing that you're interested in, even as a student, like some of my students, like they might be on the cheerleading squad and they're, they want to create products or a channel to show you how to get make the cheerleading team. Or if you play AAU basketball, but there's so many people around the country that just have no clue on how to make the basketball team. But your channel focuses on all these different things and you're giving them all the game, then you can go in so many directions with that. You create a book, create a course, create a coaching program for parents. Let's say if your coaching program, even if you're a high school student, but you're showing parents how to do it, the parents have the money, they're going to sign the child up and they're going to go for it. Right. It. Or you could just create a course where you don't even have to do the culture component and you can sell it for maybe a lower price. And then it's just on your own and you just do it and however you want to do it. So, yeah. No, no, we're going to have to do a part. No, Chris, <laughs> you, you just, you, we, we want to make sure we tell people how they can um, work with you. But you mentioned it, right? The same knowledge, you can package it in different ways. So talk mm -hmm. about the ways you've packaged yours. Let's start with the book and yeah. tell us the name of the book so people can go get it. And is it available on Amazon? Yes, yes, it's okay. available on Amazon. It's so let's start with the book. You said yeah. the information, you put it into a book and the book is? Uh -huh. It's called Financial Literacy 101 for College Students. Or you can just type in Chris Corinthian, last name like the Bible, Corinthian, and it'll uh, it'll pull it right up. And then, uh, yeah, and so the, the book is really the key. So the book is like a do on your own. You can get the results. But then some people, it, it'll take people a little longer maybe, but some people want a shortcut. So that's what my coaching program is for. So it's like a high price, right? But I work with less, fewer people, right? So then because they're taking my time, it's the actual component right there. But then the book is like somebody wanted a $20 book. You want to take it and go from there. And you can do that, right? And then there are other things I do for free, like at nonprofits or like I'm doing something for Habitat for Humanity in a few days. So, you know, I'll do that for free, you know. So it's so some people think, that, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really feel like a ministry if I'm, you know, doing, you know, charging all these high prices. You know, it's just like, well, you know, you could set up a nonprofit and do everything for free, but you, that's not a business, right? A business right. is a transaction for sales, money transaction. That's right. that's right. And so if that's your business, then you want to treat it like a business and grow it like a business, right? Because the business, its purpose is to create value and make money while you're creating value. And then you can create value in other places and do other things, but don't combine it all. Like do that separate, like have a place where you do this, but the book is just a low cost, high mm -hmm. volume thing that everybody can just get their hands on. Now, here's the thing. Within the book and the way that the book is structured, especially for those that are on the fence getting a book or thinking about it, you like there are different softwares and different things that people can purchase right or they can look up now in the back of the book right now it says coming soon but in the back of the book like you could go to my website slash resources and it's going to show all the affiliate links so now everybody reading my book if they end up going through my resources and purchasing then i could get a commission based on anything that person looked up or purchased on their own from that and then on the back is that if you want to work with chris then here you go then you could go to my i think people could go to my instagram the finlet guy um oh yeah and, we'll, we'll yeah We'll make yeah. sure we get there. But here's yeah. what I want to, I, I don't want to lose this point. This is with a lot of us, the book was okay. You put the work in up front, but mm -hmm. when it's done, it's easy for you, hard for them, right? They have to go do the work. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're doing coaching with you, right, you're doing it together. And then mm -hmm. if you, if they're paying you to do it for them, mm -hmm. that's hard for you, easy for them. Mm -hmm. The challenge for a lot of us is we're doing work that is hard for us, easy for them. And charging the price when it's right. easy for <laughs> them, yeah. And, and I think it's easy for yeah, easy for us. So it's almost like we're giving away too much of our time. And what you just showed us, take the same knowledge, put it in a book. 
Mm -hmm. right? And then you're giving it away on platforms as well. Mm -hmm. You coach people, you're empowering them, and you're doing it in a group. And then you take the same info and I can do it for you, but mm -hmm. you're going to pay so much more because here's why. It's your time. That's right. Exactly. Chris, we mentioned at the beginning, you have a wife and, and two boys. Mm -hmm. The time you take doing that is time mm -hmm. that you're not spending with your wife and your kids. Yeah. And so and my oldest years. son has autism. He has mm. severe autism, nonverbal. So it's it's a different level of time dedication, right? Yeah. It's just like, I can't just say, okay, hey, son, do this, right? No, no, no. Yeah. It's, there are daily challenges, yeah. daily things where it's just like, we live to yeah. see another day kind of thing. Like, yeah. so that's my biggest reason why. Whatever you're doing, you have to figure out what your reason why is. Mm. And then that'll keep you going when yeah. you're not seeing the results. Because some people want to plant the seed and expect the plant to grow immediately. Yeah. But you got to plant the seed knowing that the seed is going to grow, you know, reap a harvest. Yeah. And so you have to just do that. And that's why I do the whole scholarships thing first, because it's just like it's delayed gratification. Right. They did the marshmallow study with um, uh, Stanford. Mm -hmm. But you have once the students get over the fear of rejection. Right. And they get over that delayed gratification. And that builds them up for success for everything in the future. I love it. Because they know that if they do the right activities over a certain period of time, the, they'll reap the success that they planted in the beginning. Listen, we're going to do something again. Okay. Be on Instagram. <laughs> okay. This, okay. I, I don't want to. There's so much here. And I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll do a live. We'll do something. <laughs> something, I, yeah. So they can connect with you on Instagram mm -hmm. at the Finlit guy. Yeah, and, Chris, and I have a Calendly link right there so nice. they can schedule an appointment. If they're serious about wanting to set up a time and go over a strategy call, that's that right there. Um, or I might replace it with like my video webinar. But just go there and then you'll see you'll see my information. Give us your website too. Uh, it's uh, finlituniversity.net. F-I-N-L-I-T university.net. And that like kind of talks about like some of my speaking points because like people fly me out to come speak to their group or students or anything See? you know and yeah. um and then and so that's another component too right yeah, like i like yeah. i just did i did a, a speech for an institution and then i was about to undervalue myself right because i was like they're like well how much you charge i was about to say 500 but i said well how much do you charge and then fast forward Budget, yeah. it, it, it ended up being a lot more than that yeah 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 uh, a multiple of that a multiple, multiple. and then and yeah. i said how many books do you want see so now i had another offer that i was able to give to them because i created it so I just added a different level of money to that that I wouldn't have had that and I created that product. Y'all stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do yeah, stuff again. Yeah, so we got to. <laughs> at the Finlit guy on Instagram, finlituniversity.net. That's the website. Chris, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for you, having you, me. You have blessed so many of us, myself, my family. And what I just want to encourage people now, one, if this is info for you, take action on it. And don't be afraid to invest. Like if you need to help, reach out to Chris, right? Mm -hmm. But also if you're sitting on something, you're just trying to figure out, as Chris mentioned, how am I going to package this? There's so many options. I want to just encourage you, pick your target, find out what they need, build it with them, and then put something in front of them so that they can work with you and get the transformation that they need. I just want to encourage you, go ahead and bring your ideas to life. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com.
Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.